Hey, I'm Sharon Pearson, and I really want to thank you firstly so much for joining me on the Perspectives journey. And your feedback is so appreciated. I'm so pleased that you're digging it. Please send in any questions you have about topics around different human perspectives that you'd love me to chat about. Coming up in this Perspectives episode, we have something a little different for you, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. At different times throughout the year, I am fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to present live in one of our training rooms here at the Coaching Institute campus, which means I'm in front of a studio of people, wonderful coaches, people who are interested in coaching methodologies, who are simply passionate about being their very best selves. And we have cameras everywhere. It's one of the perks of having this beautiful campus and all the technology and the phenomenal team we have. So there's cameras everywhere and we capture it. We thought what better gift to bring you today in this Perspectives episode was a snippet from one of those trainings where I dive deep into an aspect of human behavior that I believe will really give you phenomenal value. So you get to see me live. It'll be either an online recording or it could be me live in front of an audience. Either way, it's going to be an aspect of how we can rock out at this thing called life in a way that has deep meaning for ourselves, because that's what this is all about. It's your perspective on a phenomenal life. So enjoy the show. You may find at different times, I might mention different things that aren't on camera. Use your imagination to fill in the gaps. Mostly, however, the narrative will unfold in a way that will make sense and I trust you get great value from. I look forward to your feedback and I hope if this goes well, we get to bring you more shows from live events that we do here at the campus here in Melbourne, Australia. at how we coach and a way about looking about ourselves. So I believe there are three versions of us. There's, does anyone have a go at what, if you're in the training, you can't answer, but if you're not in the training, <laughs> what do you think versions of ourselves we might put out to the public? Have a chat with me about that. What do you think? Yeah. I'm not enough. The I'm not enough version. Yes. What else? It's a hard question. Yeah. It could be fear. Trying to be everything to, everything everyone. to everyone else, yes. Be a sponge. Be a sponge? Yeah. What does that mean? Like absorbing everything. Absorbing everything, that's a lot. Yeah, yes. It could be the victim. Who's noticed that different people around them seem to project an aspect of themselves that they seem quite addicted to, but which seems to be tripping them up? For example, I know there are no people pleasers in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but if there were, who can see how sometimes people-pleasing isn't always the best way to go? Yeah? What, what's great about being a people-pleaser? Let's start with the positives. What's, what, gives it, what gives it a tick? People like you. Huh? You get to avoid conflict. It's interesting how some people see that as a good thing. It's interesting, isn't it? Connection and Perhaps connection and belonging. Popularity. What are some of the, huh? Popularity. Popularity. What perhaps isn't the greatest about being a people pleaser? What's sacrificed in being a people pleaser? Draining. It can be draining. I think that's probably 
putting yourself down, being taken advantage of. Everyone else grows, but you don't because you're so busy taking care of others. You don't do it for yourself. Where is a people pleaser on their top 20 to-do list? 72. Yeah. <laughs> They're not in the top 20. Now, what do you think would happen if someone had people-pleasing aspects but they also had other aspects to the fore that they've been suppressing that allow them to put themselves first on their to-do list? What do you think might change for them? Everything? Give it a go. What do you think might change for them if a people pleaser put themselves first? They would fill out their own cup. So you've got great analogies, by the way. I would like you to be in my next room. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just going to travel with you. <laughs> yeah, so you'd fill your own cup so you had some to give. That's really the perfect analogy. What else? What else? Would someone... Yeah, be more authentic. So this is the thing. You guys had wonderful things to say about a people pleaser. But I'm going to... Can I go deep? Can we just pretend we've had yes, a bottle of red wine and we've known each other for 20 years? Can we do that? Yes. We're well into the second bottle. The cheese is out. <laughs> we've been together 20 years. It's like midnight. What do you reckon? We're there. We're at that point in the conversation. This is what I'd say. So, do you. <laughs> this is what I'd say. People-pleasing, as much as it's about popularity and being liked... And I know none of you have had experience with this, but isn't people-pleasing suppressing the authentic you? Yes. Okay, thank you. That wasn't a risky question. Sometimes people, no, it's not so... Well, actually, it's something we're taught. I want you to consider this idea that the role we play is something we're taught. Yeah. I personally think that people-pleasers are not that honest. Hmm. Hmm. Is it rude to say that? It's not rude honest. to say. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a good place to be able to say what's on our mind, aren't we? Yeah. We're in a coaching room. What type of coaches are we aiming to be? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. So you can absolutely say that. Yes. There's a lack of honesty for you. Because mm. they just say it to please people mm. and they're not authentic. Yeah. So I wonder when you say popularity, who is being popular? An aspect of the people, the people pleaser aspect or the whole person? Just the people aspect. So if they stop being people pleaser, would they still be liked? Something to think about. Something to think about. So when you say draining, which you know, a number of you said just in a heartbeat, go further. Why is it draining? I'm deep into coaching territory now. Why is it why is it draining? You have to take everything on? False identity. How exhausting is it projecting this identity that's taking care of others? Who has done people-pleasing and felt like posting on Facebook, when is it my turn? Mm. Who has acted on it? Mm. So that's... Huh? Yeah. And also I guess it's more of emotional labour because the more we're trying to be someone who we are not, it's emotional labour. It is exhausting. That is the exhaustion. Now, we don't just have people pleasers. What are some other roles that we take on that we think are the way the world wants to see us? What do you got? To be a rescuer. To be a rescuer. Who here knows someone who has ever done the whole rescue? I'll help others, but I don't need to be helped. Yeah? That's a common one. What else have you done? Um, good, good girl. The good girl? Good girl. Be well behaved. Don't be a bother to anyone. How am I doing? Fit in. 
Don't speak out when you're rattled or bothered by something because your needs don't matter. The good girl. Who's perhaps heard of the good girl? Or Yeah? What else? What are some other roles? The hero. Who's done hero? Can we have the phones off? What do you reckon? Just a thought. Or I can answer it for you. Either way. Huh? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so the hero, oh gosh, the hero is fabulous. I was raised on hero. Oh, yeah. So I can do hero any day. Just point me at a problem. <laughs> God, this. What do you mean everything's fine? I'm not needed. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The victim. Yeah, so how does that play out, do you think? I'm unfamiliar with it, so can you help me out with some of the language for it? The world's against you. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Now, these are all parts or roles that people play. And can we go deep? Like, remember, in the second bottle of wine, not the first, so we're there. Here, and it's good red, dark, deep red. So here's the thing. If we keep playing the role as an adult and deny our authentic self, guess who sets goals for us? The role. How's that? The role will set your goal if you don't know how to be in touch with your authentic self. Hmm? Whichever role, that's the one that will want to set the goals because its job, the role you have, its job is to do what? Keep you safe. Well done. It's to protect you and defend you and prevent you getting hurt. So guess what types of goals your role is probably going to set? Safe goals, goals that keep you safe and goals that don't challenge you. Yeah. Yeah, it'll always have a fallout position. It, don't worry if that doesn't work out. We don't have to do it. Or what about this? When the going gets tough, how many people here have heard their roles say to themselves or that little whisper inside say, when the going gets tough, oh, I wasn't that important. When it really was, as a way of letting yourself off the hook. Who here can relate to that? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. Or this is something I used to do to myself when the going is getting tough. Yeah. Blame someone else. My parents. <laughs> huh? Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got an awesome mother? I love it. So who's done that? Something that matters to you and instead of pushing through, it's maybe it's not the right time. Yeah, or the obstacle hits. It's a sign. <laughs> the obstacle here, it's a sign I shouldn't do it. It's not a sign you shouldn't do it. It's an obstacle that your role doesn't want to face. How does that help you see it differently? Don't mm me, talk to me. Mm. You're welcome. Sinking in. I can hear the cog from here. Keep it down. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that's what a lot of people do. They hit a challenge or an obstacle and it's wasn't meant to be or wasn't that important. Not my fault. I did my best. <laughs> that's the role 
saying, I want to protect you and keep you safe, so ease up there because I don't know if I can get you through that. How's that sitting with you? Yeah? Yeah? It sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. So here's the thing. The thing, yeah. How strong is the role? Well, for me, it was all-encompassing, and it, it drove my entire life. That was for me. Someone else, it might not be the same extent. And a lot of people their li- live their lives not even aware. So it's... All of them, but unconsciously, have no no self awareness around it whatsoever. Yeah. I was going to say, um, just having an opinion, how that can like if you're a people pleaser, can't have an opinion. Can't have an opinion. Because you like it's defining the role. Yeah. But if you have an opinion in life, you can't like that's not going to happen. You can't have an opinion in life and be a people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can and just feel a lot of conflict and a lot of incongruence. How's this sitting with you? Yeah. yeah. Pardon? Yeah. So you mean like your job? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the role we project. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. We're going to go deeper. Just say yes because I'm doing it anyway. Yep. Great. Excellent. Woohoo! <laughs> Your role has assigned emotions. This is so cool. Why wasn't I told this like years ago? So every role we play has assigned emotions that are tied to it. And it has some emotions that are banned. So what emotions are banned from the people pleaser? People pleasers? What, role, what emotions don't you do well? Anger. How are you at disappointment? At others? Can't be done. What about the heroes amongst us? What emotions are you not so good at? Scared. Huh? Being afraid or vulnerability. Well done. What about people who play the role of victim? What emotions are unavailable to you or tougher to access? Resilience. Wonderful. What are some other roles? What about the martyr? Oh, you knew how hard it was being me. What, what emotions do they not t- tend to tap into? Could be positivity. Being happy. Vulnerability. Honesty. Wow, I love it. Good work. You guys have gone really quiet. Is this because you're taking it in and it's wonderful? Turn the person next to you and say, this is wonderful. So to be our authentic selves, I want to ask you a huge coaching question. What do you think it takes to be an authentic self? It takes courage, but I've actually given you the information in the previous. Be happy is one aspect. Do you. What does that mean? To drop the role. And to embrace what? Have a go, 14-year-old. Pardon? Don't let others preach it. I <laughs> love it. Don't let others dictate your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. It was in what I just said. 
So if the role only has some role, uh, some emotions, what would be a full person? All the emotions. Oh, I thought I gave you enough information. Oh. So this is the way I look at it. And I know some of you are familiar with this. What's the outside one, team? And this is the way I coach it. It's one of our favourite coaching models. At our core... Oh, you can't see it? It just says core, crud, crust on the outside. Just two circles. At our core, when we're born, before any... anything came along to help us out, (laughs) we are spontaneity and unselfconsciousness. You understand a baby can't possibly have self-consciousness. Does everyone get that? I need you to talk to me. Yes? Yes. Yeah. So a baby is spontaneous. And if they learn to walk, have you ever seen a baby learn to walk? No? I hope so. It's pretty wonderful. Tell me what they do when they fall over. And then they fall over again. What do they do? And then they fall over again. What do they do? And on the thousandth attempt, what do they do? They get back up. What would an adult do if they were told they had to learn how to walk? They'd fall over the first time, and most adults would do what? I'm just going to stay here. (laughs) It's not meant to be. It's a sign. I'm going to sit here and like ponder all the way I suck. I'm going to see if I can plan my way out of it without actually doing it. What else do adults maybe do if they were, had, had the same opportunity a baby did? Stop looking at me. You're judging me as I'm not walking. What about that? Stop looking. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give emotions to other people around judgment. I feel inadequate. Yeah, you're nailing it. Isn't it interesting? So a baby, when they learn to walk, they're just pu- Just to imagine a baby learning to walk, tell me what they're experiencing. So they're spontaneous, unselfconscious. What else? Brave. Persistent. Resilience. Yeah. They go for the unknown. They don't even know it's the unknown. What else? Tenacity. No shame. No self-consciousness. They're present to the moment. They wouldn't know there's another moment. It's just this moment. What else? Playful, adventurous. Huh? Couldn't possibly. No, no sense that it even exists as a thing. That's where we're really helpful as adults. We teach babies that. Good on us. True? I mean, how does a baby learn self-consciousness? Isn't that interesting? Babies are also all love and all pure emotion. They don't know how to censor the emotion. So at our core, I believe, and I coach to, that's where we're aiming to get to. How does that sit with you? That fell a bit flat. (laughs) I was looking for a bit more, yay! Yay! (laughs) A little bit. But that's what I aim for in my life, is to keep going back to spontaneity, unselfconsciousness, openness, adventure, warmth, loving, 
having a go, playful. Now, how do a lot of adults live? I've got my butt cheeks clenched right now. <laughs> Little self-conscious, worried about being judged. See, one of the things we learn as children as we grow up is that making mistakes when we're younger is okay, but the more as we make mistakes as we get older and we become noticing them and we get judged for them, we equate mistakes with shame. Children, babies don't have shame. How am I doing this? Too advanced? All good? good. You guys are for it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Totally up for it. Totally yeah. up for it. <laughs> and so we associate shame with a mistake. And whatever emotion we're experiencing when we made the mistake, we now associate shame with the emotion. Hmm. So guess how most adults approach risk? (laughs) Is it gone yet? (laughs) That's why. Because facing it, we feel shame, we don't even know it. I know. It's a lot, isn't it? How are you guys doing? Too deep for a Saturday? I can go and talk about muffins or some shit. Keep going. Keep going. Keep the wine coming. So at our core, we're all this wonderful stuff. But we forget that as we're growing up. Don't you use that tone with me. You're going to use that tone, go to your room. Don't you dare raise your voice at your father. Who do you think you are? Man up. Real men don't cry. How am I doing here? Give me some others. Huh? Give me some other. What are some other? I know. Yeah. Give me some others. What you else? Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that. If you don't come now, I'll leave you. Huh? If you don't come now, I'll leave you. I will leave you. Wow, abandonment. Huh? Give me some more lines. You're you not as good as you think you are. You're not as good as you think you are. Wow, it's a shocker. You are bad. You're bad. Not what you did was unacceptable. Because I say so. You're an idiot. Wow, tough. You're better than that. Huh? You're better than that. How, how are we doing here? You guys are going kind of quiet. You've all got your own lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, grow up, act your age. I am acting my age, yeah. Um, so just to share with you, when I was born, my father basically told me I was stupid, ugly, and because I was still, I was in China. And I was beaten every single week, if not every single day. So it wasn't just, it was all that, but I, there was only one thing in my head in my life, was next to me and I held where I survived. Wow. You're amazing. You're amazing. Well done. Good on you. Oh, wow. And you're with us. How lucky are we? I'm sure you're pretty So you just stalk me <laughs> in an uncreepy way. I love it. How long have you been stalking me? Um, I train, you know you train a girl in Wardog. I, I'm wow. a master private with him and I'm now a trainer, but I want to do, so I'm paying just to be with 
Thank you. I really appreciate your support. It's amazing. Good on you. Amazing. Where was I? I was telling you how awesome you are. Wasn't that where I was? But I was telling you how awesome you are. If ever I say to you, where was I? Guess what you say to me? You were telling us how awesome we are. Every time. So what was I saying? That's right. I remember. <laughs> so we have all these ways we're told to not be us. And we start shaping and moulding ourselves according to the feedback that's inferred or just spelt out, however, however it's done in our tribe when we're growing up. And all those messages and all the ways we interpret those messages, sometimes very inaccurately, form what's called the crud. The bit of us that's ashamed, that thinks, oh, I don't know if I can take the risk, that says, oh, you don't know what's going on for me. If you knew what's going on for me, you would never. Just all that stuff. That's the crud everyone walks around with. Now, we can't possibly go out into public with the crud on display. So we go out with the roll. And that's the crust. Because most of us forget this is who we are and we start believing we're crud or the version of ourselves, that negative self-talk we have. We can't possibly go into public leading with that. So we polish ourselves up and we go out with the roll. So when you're coaching someone or you're coaching yourself... What's the first step to start thinking about when you're with that client? Just the first step. What's something you could start thinking about now you know this model? Huh? How what? I guess it's just I can't hear you. Say it again. I'm sorry. How to be present for the client? Is that what you said? That's okay, yeah. So, yes, we're going to be present, but what's something we're going to be looking for in the client? What version are they showing up with? What role could they be playing? How does that sit with you? Also see them as whole. See them as whole. Now, they're going to have a role, but what do you now know about them that's true? Because you've had a bottle and a half of red and you're well into the conversation. What do you now know is true? Who are they really? Who are they really? The core. Guys, you didn't answer me. Is that because you didn't know? Who are they? The core. The core. Tell the say, it's so obvious it's the core. It's the core. It's obvious. So you're going to be with a client. He's going to be giving you all their problems and telling you what they can't do and why they can't do it and how they're hitting these obstacles. And you're going to know at the heart of this person are what qualities and characteristics? Start listing them. They've got spontaneity. What else? Curiosity, a sense of adventure. Resilience, courage. Love, warmth, openness. What else? Sense of adventure, laughter, abundance. They don't know that they don't know. That's who they are at their core. So when you're with your client, see that. And that's what it means when you say, See your client as whole and able. So you guys are going to do a coaching session. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Pens and paper at the ready. Three coaching questions. I think it's three. We'll know when I state them. We'll count as I go. It doesn't matter if it's a new or a blank. It doesn't matter. I won't be scoring it. 
I'm too drunk. <laughs> so number one, I don't know if there's a question or a statement yet, so let me get to it. So I'm with my client, I'm seeing them as whole and able. Oh, wow. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Who are you at your core? Now, because we're all in the room, clients, you know the answer. That's why I've set it up this way. Mm -hmm. So is that whole list so you know the answer? Now, this is what's going to happen for some of you. Your coach is going to say to you, so who are you at your core? Well, I don't think I'm spontaneous. I don't think I'm unselfconscious. I don't think I'm great. And you're going to want to negate it. You guys with me? Yeah. Talk to me, yeah? Yes. We're not asking. The question isn't being asked to your protective self. We're asking who are you, your core, the core you may have buried. Now, the point of coaching is to bring out the person's potential, their possibilities, not to have them keep affirming how they're feeling limited. So who are your core? What was the list again? Because you need to be able to say it back to your coach. Have you got the whole list? There's like eight or nine attributes. Did you get them all? Do you need to get them again? Yes. Okay, go for it. Who are you at your core? Start naming them and I'll count up to eight. Spontaneous. spontaneous. I am spontaneous. I am curious. curious. I am love. I am adventurous. adventurous. I am playful. I am resilience. I am, well, I don't know if kids always are excited all the time. Sometimes they can be really grumpy. Yeah. You're real? Yeah, I am real. Abundant. Abundant, huh? Huh? Bipolar. <laughs> Bigger conversation than I was anticipating today. So this is at your core, not the stuff you've added to it. Remember, it's the core. So it's the list I gave you, huh? Expressive. Curiosity. Curious. Curious. Uh, courageous is the word. Not confident. Courageous. Go with brave if you prefer it. Uh, adaptable and flexible. Great one. How long is this list? This is dare adventurous. Use the word adventurous. Go with adventurous. Just trust me. Yeah, you try, try it my way. <laughs> Number two. Okay, this is a coaching question. Here it comes. <coughs> Think of a problem you have. That's what you're going to write. Think of a problem you have or a challenge you have. Now, clients pay attention. The first part, you answer, and I'll show you how to answer all of them in a tick. The second one, your coach is going to go, so can you please share a challenge that you've got? And you're going to sit there, and you're not going to speak. You're going to think of a challenge. When you thought of it, you're going to do this. You're just going to nod. You're not going to share it. This is for you. This is to show that coaching questions are powerful. You don't necessarily need the person to articulate the answer. It really is just knowing the questions, isn't it? You need to know the questions. Think of a challenge, and the client's going to nod when they've got one. Question number three. And then you're going to say what? It's a hyphenated word? Thank you. Excellent. Then the third question or comment, I haven't decided yet. How can you bring your core to help you with that? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, exactly. Full circle. Perfect. How can you bring your core to help you with that? And again, as the client, we're staying confidential. You don't need to share a lot on it. If you want to share a little, you can, but really all you need to do is nod when you make the connection. And you should, the coach should see your client light up. So what are the three? Who are you core? And then the client does what? List them. Then the second question? Think of a problem. And the client's going to think of a problem, and when they've got something, they're going to nod. And you're going to say, thank you. Then number three? How can you bring your core to help you with that? And again, your client's going to think about it and then nod, and you should see them light up when they make the connection. It's the power of questions. At what point in this were you an expert on the client? In what part of this were you an expert on advice giving? <laughs> At what point in this did you need to have your shit together? <laughs> Three questions. Yeah. Uh, what if they ask for advice? Oh, great. Okay, so firstly, if they're in the room and following these instructions, they won't. <laughs> if they're in this room following my instructions, they wouldn't do that. But if they do, do you mean outside the room? Like, so what if the client yeah, outside the room. Because yeah. inside the room, you just say, you know, that's not part of the exercise, surely. <laughs> True? Unless you're a people pleaser. <laughs> but outside the room? Uh, can we do that after you do the exercise? So let's solve problems you've got now rather than create one you don't have yet. Is that all right? Yeah. So let's do this and then figure out the other ways it might happen. Yeah. Question with question Shh. three. Mm -hmm. um, how can you help? Did you say you just nod or do you actually say that out loud? What you're you just nod when you've made the connection, how your core can help you. It's best not to. Because this isn't demonstrating like what full-on actual coaching is. I'm demonstrating to you a number of things. You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to give advice. You don't even need to know the details of the problem. The effectiveness of coaching is the questions you ask and following the structure. That's, that's what we're here to demonstrate. Not that you can talk a lot about your problems. Is everyone clear on that? Yeah. Now, yes? With that, mm. and if it was actually a client, mm. is it important for them to be able to verbalise? We are going to do any questions about actual coaching, like I said there, after you've done the exercise. Did you, yeah, yes, see, we got that. Yes, another question about a client. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, about to do that. Hands must stay down, no pens or pointing. This time we're going to raise the bar a little bit. Can everyone just lift the bar a little bit, please? Sure. Come on, lift the bar. And this is where the bar is now. You're going to sit facing your client at about, stay there, about, is that 45 degrees? 45 degrees. That's how you're going to sit with them with your hands down. You're not going to turn your body away. If anything, you turn your body towards. That's as far as I want you to go today. Hey, I'm Sharon Pearson, and I really want to thank you firstly so much for joining me on the Perspectives journey. And your feedback is so appreciated. I'm so pleased that you're digging it. Please send in any questions you have about topics around different human perspectives that you'd love me to chat about. Coming up in this Perspectives episode, we have something a little different for you, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. At different times throughout the year, I am fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to present live in one of our training rooms here at the Coaching Institute campus.
which means I'm in front of a studio of people, wonderful coaches, people who are interested in coaching methodologies, who are simply passionate about being their very best selves. And we have cameras everywhere. It's one of the perks of having this beautiful campus and all the technology and the phenomenal team we have. So there's cameras everywhere, we capture it. We thought what better gift to bring you today in this Perspectives episode was a snippet from one of those trainings where I dive deep into an aspect of human behavior that I believe will really give you phenomenal value. So you get to see me live. It'll be either an online recording or it could be me live in front of an audience. Either way, it's going to be an aspect of how we can rock out at this thing called life in a way that has deep meaning for ourselves, because that's what this is all about. It's your perspective on a phenomenal life. So enjoy the show. You may find at different times, I might mention different things that aren't on camera. Use your imagination to fill in the gaps. Mostly, however, the narrative will unfold in a way that will make sense and I trust you get great value from. I look forward to your feedback and I hope if this goes well, we get to bring you more shows from live events that we do here at the campus here in Melbourne, Australia.